I want to tell you a story about uh, Noah, who's my youngest. He's seven years old, and when he grows up, he doesn't want to be a preacher. He wants to be a movie star, okay? So Noah wants to be a movie star, and he's got, I mean, he's got it all worked out in his head. I mean, he, he's got the whole thing planned out. In fact, so much so that he wants to have his own private jet, okay? So that's, that's his dream. And he was telling my dad, um, his grandfather, obviously, he was telling him that he wants to have the private jet. And my, my dad asked him, he said, well, will you let me ride in your private jet? And he, he said, and I quote, no, it's for me and my movie star buddies, okay? <laughs> So just, just to give you some context on how he's thinking through this thing. Well, he asked me the other day, we were driving, on Wednesday, we were driving up here for Bible class, and Noah was riding with me, and he said to me, he said, Dad, what do I do if a director tells me to say a bad word? Now, I don't know if he knows any bad words. He's homeschooled, so hopefully he doesn't know any bad words, but, uh, but, I, but he knows they exist, right? So he's, he's familiar with the concept. So uh, we're headed up here, and he asked me that question, and I said, well, that's... That's a great question. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're thinking, thinking through that. And so I, I told him, I said, buddy, listen, what do you think you should do? You know, what, what, what do you think? He said, well, I could ask him to change the script. I said, that's a great idea. I like it. Let's, let's go with that. That's really good. And, and then, you know, I thought that was the end of the conversation, but it never is. And he said, uh, he said, but what if he, what if he doesn't? And so we had a long conversation. I mean, he's seven. You know, we, we had this long conversation about how we all have to make those kind of choices. We all have to decide whether we're going to do what God wants us to do or whether we're going to do what, what people want us to do. And, and sometimes there's consequences, right? Sometimes, sometimes when we choose, you know what, I think this is the way God wants me to go and, and somebody else wants us to do something different, sometimes we lose our job. I even explained how sometimes the apostles lost their life and, and how, but when you become a Christian, that's the choice that you're making. So I had this long sermon. I mean, you can imagine the way I parent my kids. So I'm preaching this long sermon on the way up there, and, and I, we always offer an invitation at the end, right? So I asked him, I said, I said, Noah, I said, what are you thinking? He was real quiet. I said, what are you thinking? He said, I'm thinking, don't rush me, Okay. <laughs> Don't rush me. So, so he was still, and I said, it's okay. You don't have to decide right now. You know, just, just be thinking about that, you know? And so I thought that was the end of the conversation. I thought, you know, just, just think about those things. And so, uh, it probably half an hour passed and I had almost forgotten about it, but we got up here to the building and, and we were standing by the whiteboard in my classroom and I was getting stuff ready, you know, and I was, I was distracted. And he said, dad, I made a choice. And I said, what's your choice? He said, no, I want to write it. And so he pulls out a, a whiteboard, a dry erase marker, and he writes on the, on the whiteboard, G-O-D. <laughs> yes, that's good. So he was saying, I, I want to do what God wants me to do. And I thought, you know what? That's a, that's a perfect example of how we all need to be. We need to be taking the time to think about our choices, to think about the decisions that we have made in the past, to think about the decisions that we're, we're making right now. Because we're making choices right now, aren't we? Not just by being here, but we're in the process. I, our life is a, is a path. It's a road. It's a journey. And we're in the midst of making some choices right now that we have been making for some time or maybe, maybe with just within the last few days or weeks, you, you started on a certain journey. And then in the future, you will also be called upon to make certain choices. You're going to come to some forks in the road, and, and it's good for us to stop and to be thinking about those things and say, is this wise? 
So this morning we're going to finish up our series on not so common sense and wisdom and proverbs. I want to look at four proverbs with you in chapter 14. So if you have your Bible, Proverbs chapter 14 and starting in verse 8. So we want to, we want to talk about that, that one simple idea. Creating opportunities in your life to stop and think about your decisions. Okay, Proverbs 14 and verse 8 says, The wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Let's kind of break that down just a little bit. What does that mean? The folly of fools is deceiving. Well, who who's being deceived? I mean, anytime you anytime you see the word deceiving, you gotta ask, well, who's who's being deceived? Well, look at the, the previous phrase. The wisdom of the prudent is to discern whose way? His way, right? So a prudent person can discern whether or not he's on the right way, whether or not he's on the right path. A prudent person can look at his path and the decisions that he's making, the road he's on, and he can discern whether or not that's the right way to go. But the folly of fools is deceiving. Who's being deceived? The fool, right? The fool is self-deceived, or, or rather he's deceived by his own folly. His own foolishness is, to, is deceiving him into what? Into not being able to discern his own way. And we know this, don't we? That we can, human beings, are capable of deceiving themselves. You can trick other people, and you can trick other people all day long, but you can even trick yourself. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever deceived yourself? If your answer is no, you're doing it right now, right? We have, haven't we? You've deceived yourself. I've deceived myself at one point or another. Maybe you're not doing it right now as we speak, but we have at one point or another, we've deceived ourselves, haven't we? into thinking that the way we're on and the path we're going and the direction we're going, the steps we're taking, that it's okay. And we ask ourselves this question a lot, don't we? And, and we can really trick ourselves with the answer, is it wrong? Sometimes I think that's the only question we Christians know how to ask sometimes is, is it wrong? And we could, we could come up with all kinds of ways to say, no, it's not wrong, not for me. Now, if you did it, that's another story. But for me, it's not wrong. And we can sort of twist and beat around the bush and justify all day long to tell ourselves, it's not really wrong, you know, it's not really wrong. Prudent people, wise people have the ability to discern. Foolish people deceive themselves. And here's what we need to acknowledge. Here's what we need to admit. Every single one of us need to admit that the path you're on isn't always obvious, even to yourself. The path you're on, the direction you're going, the steps that you're taking, it isn't always obvious whether or not that's the right direction. It's not even always obvious to you. Next passage, chapter 14 and verse 12. A verse you've heard many times, I'm sure. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way to what? Death. Now, now, here's the thing, and, and this is very simple, and we all know this intuitively, but we don't always stop to think about it. Every way has an end, right? Every way has an end. Every path has a destination. Every road goes somewhere, 
every way has an end. The question is, is that end a place you want to end up? Is that somewhere where your road is going, somewhere you actually want to go? Wisdom is all about the ability to look ahead and look at where is this path going? Where is this way headed? And asking ourselves, do we really want to go there? Is that really where we want to end up? Or maybe even asking ourselves, where might this road be headed? Where might this pathway end? Because, again, here's what we know based on this passage and based on experience, that you don't always have a very good feel for the way things are going and the way things are going to end up. You don't always have a very good feel on whether or not the path you're on is actually the right path. And I say feel, sometimes feelings get a bad rap, don't they? We Christians, we say, well, you can't trust your feelings. Well, here's the, here's the key. You can't always trust your thinking either. Your reasoning and your logic, my reasoning and my logic, our reasoning and logic are often just as flawed and failed as our feelings are. Why? Because we're biased. We're thinking through it from our perspective. And very often, We can feel like we're on the right road. We can have thought through it and we say, listen, I've thought about this and I don't think this is wrong. I'm, I'm confident that this is not wrong. I'm doing something that's not bad at all. And we can be dead wrong. And that's been true of you in the past. That's been true of me in the past. I don't know a single human being that that's not been true of. That at one time or another, we've been on a path. We were headed in the wrong direction. And we were confident we are headed in the right direction. Look at another passage. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 15. The simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thoughts to his steps. Now, we know, don't we, that you can't believe everything you hear, right? You, you, we all know that. I, sometimes I, when I get on Facebook, I wonder if we really believe that or not. But, you know, sometimes we've got to be reminded that you, you can't believe everything that you hear. A simple person believes everything that he hears, right? He, he, we say, swallows it hook, line, and sinker, right? I mean, he just went for it, right? And you see, you can't believe everything that you hear, but it's not just, it's not just that you, you don't believe everything that you hear, but it says, the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought, not just to, not just to whether or not that's true, but whether or not he should follow. You can't go along with everything you hear. You can't go along with everything you hear from your friends. You can't go along with everything you hear from your political party. You can't go along with everything you hear from your neighbors. You can't go along with everything you hear from your family. You can't even go along with everything you hear from your own heart or your own mind. You have to give, give what? What does it say? Give thought. You have to give thought to your steps. You have to stop and and think about it and say, is this the direction I ought to go? Is this a good choice? Is this, again, the, the only question we have to ask isn't just, is it wrong? And not even, is it right? But we might ask, is it is it wise? Is this choice wise? Is this path wise? Is this something I would recommend to other people? Is this a decision that Jesus 
would be making. We've got to build into our life a habit, a routine of thinking about our steps. One more verse from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 16. Next verse. One who is wise is, what does it say? Cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. That word there, cautious, is actually translated in the rest of the Old Testament most of the time as afraid, fear, or even reverence. You know, there's an appropriate time to be Afraid. If you're a parent, you understand this, right? I mean, there's times when as a, as a dad, I, I look at some dangerous thing my kid is doing and I ask, why am I the only person afraid here? You ought to be as afraid as I am. Why are you doing that? And you're not even scared. You could get hurt. Don't you know how this might end up? There's an appropriate time to be afraid. When the path you're on might lead to harm and destruction you might hurt yourself or hurt someone else, you ought to have a healthy level of fear of going in the wrong direction. And when you, when you recognize, we, we all admit it, right? We all admit that we've made mistakes and gone the wrong way, that we've been foolish and done things that we ought not to have done and gone in a way we shouldn't have gone, then can't we admit that we might be doing that now and that we might need to have a little bit of fear, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to go on a path like that again. I'm I'm a little bit afraid that I might do the wrong thing because I know how susceptible I am to being deceived and being fooled. And I want very badly to make wise choices. See, a fool is reckless and careless. You see the difference between careful and careless? A fool lives in the moment and says, well, this feels good. You know, I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm just going to do it. But a wise person looks ahead and sees when there might be danger up ahead, might be pain up ahead, might be death up ahead. And he's cautious enough to steer away from evil when he sees that very well might be in our path. Four things. Let me give you four things before we close that we need to have if we're going to make wise decisions. The first is time. Time. I mean, yeah, I know. We all have 24 hours a day, right? We all have the same number of hours in a day, but we live in an incredibly hectic world, don't we? And there is always something going we're always working. We're all, we, we say work hard, play hard, right? I mean, we're just always doing something. And when we're not doing something, we have to be listening to something or watching something. We have to be scrolling through something. And our, our time is just filled. But if we're going to give wise living the amount of consideration it needs, then we've got to give it the amount of time it needs. We have to build into our schedules opportunity, margin to do what? Number two, to give thought to our steps, to think about what we're doing. We have to ask good questions, questions that go beyond, is it right or wrong? Because you can fool yourself into believing all kinds of things about right and wrong. And those are good questions. And we have to ask those questions, but we have to go deeper than that. And we have to ask, is it wise? Or how about this? Is it loving? 
Will this, will this hurt me? Will it hurt someone else? If I stay on this path that I've been on, and I keep making these choices that I've been making, here's a good question. What might be the unintended consequences? Nobody starts out on a path intending to hurt themselves or others, but we hurt each other all the time, don't we? We hurt ourselves spiritually, emotionally, physically all the time because sometimes we haven't stopped, given it the time it needs to ask these good questions like, what might be the unintended consequences? In a room this size, with this many people, not not judging, but, but I know, statistically speaking, there's a lot of us that are in the process or on the brink of making some very harmful decisions. And we've got to stop, slow down, turn off the television, turn off the computer, turn off the social media, step away for a minute, and ask ourselves questions. And listen, I know, I know that sometimes it's terrifying to listen to the voices in your own heart and mind, isn't it? It's terrifying to have this type of a conversation with yourself where you ask yourself really hard questions because sometimes the answer is, I know that it's unwise. I know I've been foolish. And you're filled with shame and guilt and hurt. But listen, if you don't have that type of conversation, if you don't build into your life time to think and ask yourself deep questions, then it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. By turning on the radio or turning on Netflix or turning on whatever to drown out that conversation out of your mind, it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. If you're on the wrong path, you're not going to get out of it by going further. You're going to have to stop and ask yourself some questions and determine what direction you need to go from here. Where do you need to go from here? You can't go back in time, but you can start today and start making better decisions. We'll talk more about that in a second. Look at number three, truth. We need truth in our life because if you can fool other people, you can fool yourself, can't you? You deceived yourself. You have deceived yourself. I've deceived myself. We've all tricked ourselves and justified things we shouldn't have justified. And we need objective truth in our life. We need scripture in our life. We need people who will speak objective truth in our life. We need the spirit of God in our life. We need the church community in our life that will tell us the truth even when it's hard to hear that will tell us the truth even when it's not what we want to hear. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, again, asking questions. Sometimes we hear a sermon or we sit through a Bible class and we just ask ourselves, do I agree or disagree? Sometimes people come up to me, I disagreed with what you said. Okay, that, that's fine. You can disagree if you want to. That's fine, but that's not the only important question. Is it true? Is it true? And there's been so many times in my life, I don't know about your life, but in my life, there have been so many times where I was on the wrong path. And I had people in my life trying to tell me the truth, trying to tell me, Wes, you're headed in a way that's destructive. And you've got to stop. And I wouldn't listen. One reason I wouldn't listen is pride. And that's number four, is humility. We've got to have Number four, humility. We've got to have the humility to admit, I might be wrong. I've been wrong before. I could be wrong again. 
And when we're faced with the truth and we see that we're wrong, being able to admit that we're wrong, one to each other, there's a time and a place to admit to each other we've been wrong and to confess our sins to each other and pray for one another. But first, we've got to admit it to ourselves. There's been times in my life where I've been too proud to admit to myself that I'm wrong. Too proud to admit to myself that I need help, that I need guidance, that I need direction, that I need forgiveness and mercy and grace. I blew it. I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. And I don't know where to go from here. We've got to have the humility to say that. Because every single one of us have been there. Maybe we are there now, but guarantee there will be a point in the future where we all will be there. Where if we're being honest, we'll say to ourselves, I've blown it and I don't know where to go from here. And that's where the gospel comes in, isn't it? Look at Titus with me real quick before we close. Titus 3 and verse 3. Paul says this about himself and everyone else. He says, this is why we can be patient with other people. Why? Because we ourselves were once what? What does it say? We were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But, and I'll I'll tell you, it's my favorite word in the New Testament. When Paul lays out all the things that we were and all the things that we've done, and I have to admit, Paul, you're right. This is me. I was foolish and disobedient and led astray and all of these things. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared... He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. You've blown it. I've blown it. You've been foolish. I've been foolish. We've all been foolish. We're all disobedient. We're all led astray. And we find forgiveness, mercy, and grace in Jesus. Because here's the thing, church. Guilt keeps you in foolishness, doesn't it? I have had so many times in my life where I've stayed on the wrong path long after I realized it was the wrong path because I felt too guilty to change. Guilt Shame keep you on that path. God wants to forgive you. That's what the church is, is a bunch of forgiven fools. We're not just forgiven fools. We're recovering fools. Hopefully, we're becoming wiser, seeing things we didn't see before, understanding things we didn't understand before, knowing things we didn't know before, having Scripture and our church family to speak the truth in our life, having the humility to say, you know what? I've blown it. I don't deserve a place with God's family, but he's given it to me because that's the kind of God he is. So that's who we are. We come together. We're recovering fools. And hopefully that's exactly what we're doing. Recovering, getting better, making wiser choices. Maybe maybe you're at a place in your life where you just need forgiveness and grace, you're not a Christian and you're ready to allow the Spirit of God to be poured out on you, to be washed, to be buried with Jesus in baptism. If you haven't done that, then 
do that. Experience the forgiveness. Because we're not here because we've got it all figured out because we think we're wise. We're here because he's forgiven us. But maybe you need some direction or guidance or prayers. Maybe you need to get something off of your chest. Listen, if you can fool yourself, you can sure fool us. I look out and I say, man, these are a bunch of perfect people. What am I doing talking to them about foolishness and wisdom? They're all wise. Some of us have each other fooled, don't we? We can't know what's going on in your life unless you tell somebody. Have the, have the humility, the commitment to wisdom, the commitment to God to say, I need help. I need guidance. I need somebody to walk with me through this time in my life because I don't know where to go from here. Let us help you. Let us pray with you. Our shepherds would love to pray with you. That's what they do after service or right now. Come forward as we stand and sing.